Gross Point Blank is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. Uh, I know we're a ways out from UFC 247. We're talking to Dominic Reyes here in a little bit. But as soon as those tickets go on sale, check them out on Game Time. I'm sure there'll be good offers there. And if you happen to be in Houston and it's fight night and you don't have a ticket yet, I'd highly recommend Game Time. The Game Time app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Welcome to Gross Point Blank. I am Josh Gross, joining you every week on The Athletic as we do. Of course, you can catch the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. It's on Apple Podcasts and tons of other places. Uh, If you're up for it, please uh, subscribe to the show, rate, review it. It really helps us. We really appreciate it. And also want to give you a heads up at the top. Um, On Friday, we're going to be releasing a special version of Gross Point Blank. Talking about the all-decade, uh, it's not a team really, but um, all-decade fighters in multiple weight divisions we did here. I think we published the list on Monday. Uh, all the podcasts will be getting into it with some uh, of their thoughts. My show will drop on Friday along with everyone else's, so please uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, a guy who featured prominently on the list was John Jones. Uh, the list, of course, ran from 2010 to 2019. And as you would expect John Jones to be on any all-decade list, uh, the man made it. Uh, despite all his troubles and all the things that we think about other than when he competes, John Jones is an unbelievable mixed martial artist, maybe the greatest mixed martial artist that we've seen. And someone who feels like they are that person and it is their time is Dominic Reyes. And uh, of course, if you saw the news that came out this week or just the end of last week, Dominic Reyes signed to fight John Jones. It's UFC 247 in, in Houston, Texas, February 8th. And uh, Dominic will join us on the phone here in a couple moments. Uh, before we get into it, I want to sort of think about this fight and Dominic Reyes as a challenger to Jones. I mean, he walks into it with some mystery, right? Because we see Dominic Reyes and you see the talent and that is evident. Anybody who's seen the man compete says, yes, he is a gifted and he's putting away really good fighters. Uh, you take the Weidman fight, okay, it was a middleweight. And then the last two before that were, were kind of close decisions. Ozdemir, a split decision. Uh, but otherwise, you know, Dominic Reyes looks like physically someone who can match everything that John Jones brings into the cage. And that's, that's the intrigue. And it's, and it's increased some because we don't quite know yet, right? It's one of the things that I've been calling for. It's like, well, yeah, I want to see John Jones fight Dominic Reyes, but not quite yet. And, so that, that is the underpinning for me of, of where this fight goes. Super hard to make a call on the fight. Even if you think Dominic Reyes has all the tools to beat John Jones, have you seen enough of Dominic Reyes to say that definitively, to say he's the guy that's going to beat John Jones? I think a lot of people are not going to go there at the same time feeling like maybe, maybe. And that's more than you've gotten out of a John Jones opponent in, in quite some time. And, and I think that mystery, that intrigue is part of the reasons Jones, quote unquote, selected Dominic Reyes, right? You saw him on social media sort of going after it. Who do I want to fight? In the end, oh, I'm, I'm choosing I'm choosing Dominic Reyes because he's, you know, he's the toughest challenge. It, it, it rang a little bit to me like when Floyd Mayweather decided I'm going fight, to fight Canelo Alvarez right now. Uh, someone who's obviously talented, obviously gifted, but not quite as crafty, not quite as experienced. Those things make a difference. John Jones is essentially still in the prime physically of his career, and he's incredibly wise as a fighter. 
and we see the changes that he makes and undergoes and all these things that he brings into a fight that's just more than his physicality. There's, there's many elements to John Jones to make him great, maybe the greatest of all time. Dominic Reyes doesn't seem to care. He doesn't seem to care. He, he's going to beat John Jones. And speaking of Dominic Reyes, he's joining us on the phone now. It's in front of you, Dominic. How are you feeling now? You are John Jones' next opponent, next challenger. What is that like for you? Oh, man. Everything is going according to plan. It's all going according to plan. You know, I'm, I'm freaking blessed, man, and I'm just happy. Can't wait. Now, it's according to plan. How long has this plan been in place? Since 2013. This has been, been the plan since 2013. And uh, it's crazy that it's all gone exactly according to plan. Like, it's crazy. I, I can't even explain it. I. You talk about uh, talking things into existence, but this is just a whole other level. Like, everything I've said that's going to happen in my career has happened uh, pretty much almost exactly how I imagined it. And, uh, yeah, it's just cool. It's just super cool. Each step of the way, you're saying that what you intended was something that you planned and then you executed it to get to the next stage of your plan. So far, everything's gone to form. That's what you're telling us. That's exactly what I'm telling you, yes. Uh, Hard to believe with MMA that it can go this way. Did you expect to fight John Jones as quickly into your career as you have? I mean, it sounds like everything's gone exactly the way you wanted it. Literally to a T, you're like, I'm going to fight John Jones within 12 or this how many fights. That's, That's how you had it mapped out? Yep, then I said I'll be 13 and 0 to be when I beat John, and then that'll be because that's my brother's lucky number. That's also the an alphabet that's letter M. So I'm and I'm Mexican, so it's just kind of all it's full circle, man. It's freaky. It's like the, it's like the movie number 23 when everything kind of traces back. That's what's happening. So is is this now in your mind preordained? Like you know what's going to happen? I do. I do. I can say I know it's going to happen and all that, but nobody nobody believes you until it happens, right? I could have said this three years ago, and everybody, like a lot of people that are now big supporters, would have just laughed. <laughs> so it's it's all it's about you know more of walking the walk than talking the talk in my in my case. But you're here now, and you and you're at this moment that you've imagined and expected. Are you feeling the way that you thought you would feel in the face of everything that you've wanted now? I feel better. Like, I'm just so happy. I'm, I'm, I'm like, there's only one thing that, that I'm not satisfied with, and that's, you know, completing, completing the quest, finishing, finishing this, this, this journey. I mean, I know that's not the end. It's the beginning. Um, it's a whole new beginning as champion, but, like, I'm so relaxed and calm and, and like excited. Like I, there's no there's no nerves at all. Like there's a little bit of nerves, obviously, with everything, but there's not really any nerves at all. There's like with Weidman, I didn't have any nerves. With this fight, I, I feel like everything is as it should be, and I got no complaints about that. Why do you think so many fighters have had difficulty against John Jones? Have failed to beat John Jones? Why, why have so many struggled where, where you will have success? I think a lot of people fell victim to the John Jones lure. 
like, oh, it's John Jones, this unbeatable titan. Like, there's no way. Like, and I think a lot of people let outside, like, outside influences kind of, like, uh, get to them a little bit. Uh, they, 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 they buy into it a little bit with the whole, it's John Jones, like, it's just a guy, he's just a guy. He's, yeah, he is arguably the greatest fighter of all time, pound for pound number one fighter in the world. But he's still, he's still a man. Like, he still bleeds, he still cries, he still makes mistakes. He still has all the same emotions that we all have, just like I do. And uh, at the end of the day, he puts his pants on the same way I do. So I got nothing to worry about. I've I've, I've gone up head-to-head with 235-pound running backs running full speed from 15 miles away playing safety. And I was like, well, if my body breaks, then it breaks. (laughs) It is what it is. That's just kind of what this is about. It's like, you abandon fear, you abandon death. Like that's it's a possibility, but what are you gonna do? You gonna you gonna dwell on it? You gonna worry about things you can't control? You gonna you gonna sit there and be scared of your own destiny? Like no, nah, not me. Have you has that always been a sensibility of yours, Dominic? Is that something that you learned along the way that was taught to you by a a, a mentor, a, a brother, a coach? Where, where did that idea come from? Um, it came from just life experience, man. Nobody really taught me. I haven't really had a, like a true mentor, like somebody telling me, this is what to expect, this is what's next, this is, this, this is how you got to act. This, this, is all, this is all a lifetime of athletic. This is, comes from, you know, I started playing sports when I was six, and I, and I haven't stopped. And I played, you know... I was the pitcher on the baseball team. I was the number four batter on the baseball team. I was the wrestler captain. I was the football player captain, the all-time leading tackler in my school history. Like, I've, I've, I've set a bunch of milestones. I've, I've lost very important games in my life. I've won very important games in my life. And just being around athletics, like, you learn what it's really all about. And I feel like I've actually reached that point, like, like the final stage of mastering yourself. Because at the end of the day, it's all about mastering yourself. Like you have to figure out how to control your adrenaline, the actual drug of adrenaline in your body when it's going through your body. You have to know what that feels like. You have to be able to understand when it's happening, how to adapt to it, and what to do when it hits you, and how it makes you feel to understand it. Like I've mastered the fight or flight technique. I'm, I've reached master stage, and now it's time to test my skills with another master. The the master. I mean, to be fair to John Jones, he's he's dominated this division for many many years. Uh, oh, has, yeah. has people talking about him like he's the greatest of all time? Um, you know, he's John Jones, right? The only guy that's beaten John Jones is John Jones himself, and we know we know his history. But you're you're convinced you you know that Dominic Reyes will be the man to defeat John Jones. You you will take that belt. John Jones will be in the cage with you as you're wearing that belt around your waist. Yeah, unless he leaves early. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, like, it's, yes, you're right. Uh, I'm right, but yes. <laughs> That's how I feel. Look, that is exactly how I feel. When you, when you were playing football at, at Stony Brook and, and you were that captain and you were that team leader and you had dreams of going to the NFL, would you compare the dreams of your MMA that you've expressed of being champion to similar to those or are they different? Uh, they were different. I, uh, 
the NFL thing was a lifelong, lifelong launch. It was something that I thought I, I wanted for my whole life. This, this was, in essence, really plan B. Like my whole, my whole goal growing up was to be a professional athlete. Whether it was going to be baseball, football, whatever. But then it, as I got older, you know, I got scholarships to play football. Then it began, I'm going to be a professional athlete in football. This is the goal. Like, I've been working my whole life for this. When that didn't happen, it was, I got, I was crushed. But then I was like, dude, I started working a regular job, sitting behind the desk doing IT. And I was like, no, there's got to be more. Like, there's too much fire inside my heart. There's not, this isn't the end for me. This isn't my, my final destination. So I started training MMA and I was like, you know what? It turns out that your body is better built for fighting. Like, the way my body shaped is better built for fighting than it was for football. And, you know, sometimes things don't go the way you planned or thought they would, and then you have to make adjustments. And uh, I had a choice. I could have either folded up and just stayed with IT, or I could have gone for something greater, you know? This, this is me, sir, like, going for something greater, you know? And really trying to... That is basically just changing everything. <laughs> me fighting John is changing everything. And, uh, I don't know, man. I can't wait. I just can't wait. February 8th, and, uh, do you know the venue yet? Do you know where the fight's going to be located? Yeah, it's in Houston. In Houston. H-Town. H-Town. And, um... It's a uh, it's a great it's a great moment for you. I mean, you you've started to experience what it's like to have success in the UFC. Um, it, it feels like talking to you and hearing you in other interviews that you've it doesn't feel like it's come fast because you've expected this, right? This is what you've worked for, you've earned it. But here you here you here you are now. D- does it feel quick? Are you f- as prepared as you need to be to fight John Jones? Oh yeah, I, I when that night comes, I will be more than prepared, more than more than ready, game plan A through Z, ready to go. At this point, it's just about sharpening things up and uh, getting ready for another five-rounder. I mean, my skills are my skills. I'm not going to, I mean, I'm constantly evolving, that's a fact, but I'm not going to become a completely different fighter. I'm not going to suddenly be, you know, a wrestler or suddenly just change my whole style. I am what I am. And uh, I'm really good at what I do. I'm not going to try to reinvent the wheel here. I'm just going to do me. I'm going to be the best version of myself. That's all I can do. Yeah, I think a lot of guys worry about uh, trying to match John or trying to uh, address different things, uh, things that he brings to the table and they overcompensate. Instead of just being the best version of themselves. That's all, that's all we can really do anyway. You can only be the best version of you. There's no... There's no other version of yourself you could be other than the best version of yourself. You know, so maximize what you have, understand what you have, and and fucking max it out. Max it out. Max out everything. And bring it. And bring it. With no, no, no hesitation, no thoughts of what if. This is it. This is the moment. This, this is one of those once-in-a-lifetime opportunity things. What are you going to do? Are you gonna are you gonna be scared? Are you gonna be nervous? Are you gonna, gonna crumble? You gonna or are you gonna go out there and throw down and bleed and put it on the line for yourself? You know, for your family, for your supporters, for everybody who who thinks 
you know, that you have what it takes. Those are your options. <laughs> it, it's a pretty simple, dude, fight or don't fight. <laughs> if you, I, it, the way I do things, I break it down to the simplest one. It's either a yes or no. When was the last time something felt too big for you? Has has it ever has a moment ever felt too big for you, Dominic? Mm, too big? No, never. Nothing's ever felt too big for me. Uh, I guess when I was a kid, when I was my first time pitching in an all-star game, when I was 11 on the 11, 12-year-old American uh, national all-star team, and uh, it was my first time pitching, I was the only 11-year-old on the team. And I was starting the first game. <laughs> and I was pretty nervous. I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I don't think I'm ready for this. I don't know. And I went out there and almost threw a shutout. So that, from that moment on, I was like, you can do anything. And you can do, you, you do anything you want. And, and how, have that, how has that weighed against the expectations that people might put on you? Because they see you do that. They see what kind of athlete you are. And all of a sudden, you got people talking to you like you are the greatest, you are the best, you are this, you are that. How, how have you learned to cope with that? Because a lot of people can't. They they hear that and and they accept it, but the great competitors never really listen. Where do you think you fall into that scale? Well, I don't. People people say a lot of different things all the time. You know, it doesn't matter what other people say. What matters is what how I feel or what I'm saying and what I believe deep down in my heart. I mean, you're gonna have. Haters are going to have supporters. But at the end of the day, what impact do they really have on your life? <laughs> at the end of the day, what, what, what are they going to do for you in the cage? You know? And so, for me, it's all it's all within myself. I hear it, you know, my fans, my supporters, you know, it's awesome to hear people, you know, getting behind me and things like that. But at the same time, I know how quickly it all can flip. Like, the, the, the same people that are saying, you're the greatest... Uh, or the, will be the could be the first one saying you're you're terrible. <laughs> so I don't really get too involved in that. Like all the, the only opinions that matter to me are my own and my family. How important is that zero in the loss column for you? Um, I ask because John Jones is not undefeated technically, but most people look at his record record and say, you know what, he's never lost, and it seems like that zero means a lot to him. How, what does it mean to you, and, and what do you see when you look across the other side? Do you see an undefeated fighter when you when you look at John Jones? I mean, it's not really undefeated. It's John Jones. <laughs> he doesn't need a, a zero behind his thing. You know, the undefeated thing is just really cool. It just means all that means is we both do not like losing at all. We both do not like losing. And that makes for a great fight because I'm not going to concede defeat. He's not going to concede defeat. And we're just going to go out there and scrap it out until either one of us falls or the judges decide who is the winner. Like, all that, all that makes me feel is excited. You know, I just, all, that makes me know for, for sure, for sure, that he's down. He's not, like, we're gonna, he's going to push me, and I'm definitely going to push him. Like, that's what this is all about. You know, competition is, is the whole root of all this. I want the best possible competition. I want to push to that point of, like, un, like the unknown, where you end up in that, like, unknown land where you're like, I don't know what's going to happen, <laughs> but I'm freaking, I'm, I'm going to put it all out there. Like, that's what this fight is. It's the ultimate test. It's just the ultimate test. It's John Jones. 
Do you do you see Jones as someone who fights well when people pressure him? And do you think that you need to put that pressure on him to be successful? I think he fights well when he decides how the fight's going to go. And he's been able to do that almost all his fights. Um, guys, I, I, I've noticed, you know, guys will fight him, they'll, they'll pressure him hard, and he'll, he'll, he'll think of a clever counter to get them to stop pressuring him. Like, for instance, Rashad. Rashad's way better boxing than John Jones. But the elbows of John Jones changed that entire fight. Immediately. When he landed that first elbow, Rashad... His, 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 whole, every, his whole demeanor changed. His aggression changed. Everything about him changed. And, uh, yeah, I mean, John, he finds ways to make people fight at his pace. So do I. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I was I was gonna say, have you, have you found that over your experience that you're dictating to the opponents, and clearly by your record and results, it's obvious that that's true. But like, just is like when you step in there, are you seeing people already starting to change or be influenced by what you're doing to them? Is that like a given when you compete? Yeah, uh, for the most part, yeah. I mean, I mean, Vulcan was in your shot against me. Luke Nolzner has shot against nobody, ever. You know? Uh, Jeremy Kimball tried to take me down. Jeremy Kimball's only a striker. Like, he only has knockouts, and he, and he took me down. He tried to take me down, and then he got he submitted. You know? Like, I could adapt to everything as well. Um, I've gotten better in my time. I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious in my career progression. I, I've learned how to understand the pace and the range and the timing and you know, really how to fight like a championship fighter, whereas you're not just going to the world all the time, you know, you're pacing intelligently. Um, yeah, I mean, every action is equal opposite reaction. So if you're doing something with someone, they're going to react in some form, either they're going to pull it up or they're going to come back at you harder. And, uh, yeah, it goes both days. Sometimes I get them come back harder, sometimes they pull it up. John has been pretty vocal on social media with you and with uh, Corey Anderson and even Jan Blakovich. You know who, who's going to be my next opponent, my next victim, and he's saying that he chose you, right? That uh, he, mm-hmm. he looked what at you. you yeah. What, what's, your, what's your What's your reaction to all that? Appreciate you, John. Thanks. Do you see it as any kind of compliment? Because the way he's saying it is like you're the toughest test. Do you do you see what he's getting at? That's a huge compliment. You know, John's calling me the toughest test of the three. So that's something I already knew. So like, thanks, <laughs> thanks, man. Uh, you tell me things that you know. Appreciate you understanding that that I am being this. But if you didn't, then whatever. It doesn't matter either way. I'm still coming with the same heat, whether he thinks I'm dangerous or not. Whether he thinks I'm good or not. You know? Whether he thinks I'm boring or not. Whatever he thinks, it doesn't matter. Zero, it matters zero to what I'm going to go out there and do. From where you come from, Dominic, you're like in the the high valley of California, right? I mean, you're in like Victorville and Hesperia. Yep, yep. (laughs) What would it mean for that part of the world, which I know very well, and it loves mixed martial arts, and it has always supported mixed martial arts, and some of the best mixed martial artists in Southern California have come out of that part of the world, for 
you to be um, to, for you to be John Jones. What, what what would it mean for that part of the world? Oh, it's huge. I mean, the desert isn't exactly the nicest place in the world. Uh, we don't really have a whole lot. There's a lot, of, you know, just kind of a good amount of crime and things like that. So, I mean, it, it'd be great. I mean, show kids in this area that you know, greatness is possible from this from here. You know, I was born here. I was raised here. I still live here. You know, there's there's so many kids. There's so many talented kids here that feel like it, it, there's no way out because you have to drive. You know. An hour, you know, get to like more civ- like civilization. You know what I mean? Um, the populated areas really what I mean. And uh, so yeah, I think it would be huge for this area. You know, this is when I'm growing up. I, I was like, hey man, Dan Anderson's the man. You know, Joe Stevenson's the man. Like we're both from this area. Like it made me feel like anything could be possible. Now I'm just both of them are my coaches. So that's it's. Were you were you going to a lot of MMA in the area? What what was your exposure to it when you were growing up? Um, it was limited. I I mean I I was I've been wrestling since I was eight years old, and Joe Stevenson was my wrestling coach. Um, when I was a kid, so like I knew about it, and like I saw a couple of Joe's fights, but I wasn't really like really into it because I had my own shit going on. Playing baseball, basketball, football, track and field all day long. I was in practice and stuff, so I never really worried about those other things. Uh, but I did see in an event, one of the UFC events before I got into the UFC, I saw Randy Couture versus Chucky Bell, too. That was awesome. I was in the nosebleed at the MGM, literally the very top row with me and my family. Oh man, I'll never forget that. That was crazy. The amount of like electricity in the building and like, the sound of the punch. Oh, that was cool. How would you com- how would you compare it to the sound that you hear inside the middle of the cage? Oh, so like coming into the UFC, I was kind of searching for that feeling again, and I got it in my debut. Like it's way better in the center. <laughs> it's way better when you're standing there and you see your name on the ribbons, ribbons versus whoever is fighting. And then you see, like, the crowd and the flash, and then you knock someone out, and it's just like, it's almost like you're not even touching the ground. Literally, it's like it's floating. It's not even real. It's like you're living, literally living a dream. And that, that's why I do this. And I love it. I love it so much. That feeling, it, it, that's all of it for me. Yeah. Well, you have uh, the opportunity in front of you now to actually live the the biggest dream, I guess, at least the one that you've been thinking about the longest time. And uh, February 8th in Houston, Texas, Dominic Reyes taking on John Jones for the UFC Light Heavyweight Championship. Bookmakers don't favor you, Dominic. They got you a three to one underdog. I don't know if you saw that. What What do you think about that? I'm about to make some money, bro. I'm about to make some money. Me and my people about make money. Yeah. Well, this is the first time my whole career I've been an underdog. How does it feel? It's cool. I can do, I can double up. Stand <laughs> on myself. Uh, I, I, I mean, it seems like you're already doing that, but I guess you're right. You could double it up, right? Yeah. I mean, the long way, the long This is anyway. Uh, Dominic Reyes, thank you so much for the time and appreciate your patience and uh, best of luck to you. And uh, looking forward to seeing that fight on February 8th. Thank you so much, man.
man. Have a good day. All right. Take care. Dominic Reyes talking to us about his fight with John Jones, UFC 247 in Houston, Texas, February 8th. Um, if Dominic Reyes is the truth, then he will show that to us. I think that's basically what this comes down to. Uh, I've said it. I think other people have said it that this is probably somebody who could use a little bit more seasoning, uh, but clearly he doesn't think so, and I, I would defer to him as the only one that really mattered in this. Uh, I know a lot of fighters will walk into fights feeling like they're prepared and you know they haven't been serviced well in their career. They haven't had the right fights. They haven't had the right training. He doesn't seem to think that that's any concern. He's been around the right people his entire life. This is something that he's pushed for, he's destined for, and uh, go big, right? Isn't that what he said? That's the whole point of this. Go big. Dominic Reyes is going big. He is he is seriously looking for the biggest prize in mixed martial arts against uh, perhaps the most dominant fighter that the sport has ever seen. John Jones is his own – look, he's his own deal, right? And we know all the stories that come with John Jones, but when you cut down to it and you see the guy that I saw when I was out there visiting Albuquerque in June ahead of the fight against Tiago Santos, this is a special – really special physical specimen as a fighter and it's much more about his length it's much more than about his length and his ability he is angry john jones has a piece of him that just it it's what drives him to compete and drives him to be a, a fighter at this level there's some burning anger in john jones that that dominic reyes is going to have to figure out and get past and that probably is the most intriguing part of this whole matchup for me quite honestly because Dominic Reyes could be that guy. You talk to people who knew him from the earliest days in the amateur level here in California, and they said this is someone who came in not only with intentions, but like with designs, plans, like literally the way that he described it in the opening is how people who have been around him since the very start of his career say that say what they've seen. That this is this is the consummate pro in the amateur days, right? He he talked about what he wanted. He had a vision for what he wanted, where he was going. More than that, he just constantly carried himself like a pro all the way through. And that's fine. And there's a lot of pros. There's not a lot of greats. There are not a lot of great fighters out there. He's angling to be one of them. And if he beats John Jones, he's one of the greats. There's no question about it. So uh, appreciate the chance to talk to Dominic Reyes here. Hot in the heels of his signing a bout agreement to fight John Jones February 8th in Houston, Texas for the UFC Light Heavyweight Championship. And it should be a great one. Um, again, thank you for your time listening this week. Please check out a special show we'll have on Friday. It's part of the all-decade package that we're doing, uh, the trio of podcasts on the Athletics MMA page. Uh, some great stuff. I had fun with mine. I hope you have a chance to listen to it and enjoy it as well. And then, as always, if you uh, enjoy the show, please, on Apple Podcasts and everywhere else you listen to these uh, podcasts, you know, subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff really matters and helps. And I appreciate your support. Hope you have a great Thanksgiving. I am Josh Gross. You've been listening to Gross Point Blank. <laughs>